This week on Erotic Awakening, The Scarlet Sanctuary. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. You realize that most podcasters wear pants. Oh, do they? (laughs) (laughs) I really can't say for a fact. I am making an assumption. Oh. At least on the audio. I don't know about the video podcast. I guess you can tell that. You know, we, our most popular shows so far have had to do with either MS Relationships, BDSM, or Sacred Sexuality. Yep. Yep. In today's show, as it happens, we are mixing two things. We're having a Sacred Sexuality at a BDSM event. Mm-hmm. Now, future shows will include a lot of MS topics. We got a lot of MS topics from one of our listeners in Denmark and some really great shows, show ideas, and those will be coming up. So absolutely, and um, I mean, actually, we've got a few places where we're going to be doing some podcasting at. So we've got uh, Kinky College coming up in yep. Chicago, and I'm actually going to be on a slave retreat in Washington D.C. coming up in a couple of weeks. So, and I've been told I'm allowed to podcast there. So we'll see what that's about. Good deal. And before that, even though, if you are in the Central Ohio area, you can catch us right here in Columbus next Sunday, October 18th, we will be doing a master-slave protocol workshop discussion. Right. I've really been looking forward to that. We've actually had some requests for that, so that'll be awesome. And of course, you know, that's live, and we have a meeting space, and, you know, we'll be talking about what it means to different people. You can find out more about that MS protocol workshop or any of the other jazz that we got coming up at our uh, bluecatservices.org website. Exactly, and I'm sure we'll be posting it a couple of other places as well. Got a really neat feedback on one of the podcasts that we did a little while ago, and it wasn't even feedback for us directly. Somebody commented about the uh, Gorian Relationships podcast on our FetLife group, and it was really neat that the person that we interviewed for the podcast responded to them. Um, they sweet. Yeah, they, they posted something along the lines of, you know, I listened to the podcast. I, I don't think I really dig this whole Gorian thing. And the person we interviewed responded by saying, well, I appreciate that, but tell me more. And, you know, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. So one of the really neat things about the podcast and what I'd like to see more happen is people have that opportunity to interact and find out more and learn and decide what is for them and what's not for them. Um, hopefully people listen to a podcast and maybe the topic is blowjobs and they go home and try blowjobs and like it but maybe they go home and hear after hearing about needle play and say Mm -hmm. well let's try that and realize what a rotten idea that was (laughs) so but I I like the idea with um, like the the gore lifestyle one you know that someone that is actually living the lifestyle not only shares it with us but actually responds to questions from other people because there is uh, preconceived notions about a lot of different topics out there so it's just nice to 
to hear from people that are living it, real people. Absolutely. And if you would like to comment on one of the shows or anything else, mm -hmm. there's a variety of ways to do that. Absolutely. So we have an email at eroticawakening at bluecatservices.org. And as we mentioned, we do have a FetLife group. If you go to FetLife.com and do a search for the group Erotic Awakening, you'll find show notes and other stuff about the show there. Mm -hmm. And a voicemail, which is 206-309-0054. And of course, like everyone else in the world, we have a Twitter account. <laughs> you can follow us. We are Dan and Dawn on Twitter. <laughs> So like we were saying at the beginning of the show, sometimes these erotic things get combined. Absolutely. Later, later we'll hear about the Scarlet Sanctuary, which is a combination of sacred sexuality at a BDSM event. Mm -hmm. But there's all kinds of cool combos out there. For example, one of our most popular presentations that you and I do is sensual spanking. Oh, yes. That one is requested across the board. Be it swingers mm -hmm. or BDSM enthusiasts. Or we had a spiritual gathering, so down in Indiana, where it was requested. So it seems like that's one that's a combination that appeals to a lot of people. For that matter, our, one of our first presentations was a combination, and it was Absolutely. kind of a, it was kind of a mega combination thing. Mm -hmm. So we were just joking one day, you know, joking about labels and joking about who we were, and it's like, oh, that's right, I'm a poly pagan bondage slut. You know, and someone asked what that meant. And that turned into one of our very first presentations that we were ever asked to do uh, out of state and kind mm -hmm. of kind of started us on this whole, whole presenting path. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of, that's really kind of neat. And it's neat that, for, that we're not the only people around that find that it's interesting to bring these combinations of eroticisms together. When we first started to go to uh, BDSM dungeons, there was there was very strict no penetration rules. Right. So it would be uh, flog and spank and do that kind of stuff at the dungeon, and then rush home and fuck <laughs> because they wouldn't allow the same you know wouldn't allow that penetration in that same space. And right. we get the same thing when we go to the occasional swing club. You get the opposite effect. Uh, oh, absolutely. We put you up on a St. Andrew's cross at a swingers event and you know if you're a swinger and you're having a swingers event and you put up a st andrew's cross you know i don't think you should be too surprised when people get tied to it <laughs> but there was some surprise there that was a while ago so people tend to be combining this stuff just a little bit more you know there is a place for that mixture absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Here we are sitting in studio today, and today we have a guest. We have Karen, the leader of the Poly Columbus Group and an integral part of the Scarlet Sanctuary, as well as my beloved. We are uh, going to talk about the Scarlet Sanctuary today. I know we've mentioned it in, in a couple shows so far mm -hmm. that we would be talking about it. And... Um, yeah, we decided instead of me and Dan just sitting here talking about it that we would bring Karen in as well and... You know, since it's the three of us that run it, and you know, and that way you don't have to just listen to me and Dan talk about it. Nice change of pace for our listeners. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if we little. allow Karen to get a word in, I will let them be the judge of that after I do get a word in. Well, there you go. Hey, Karen. Hi. Let's start at the beginning. What is a Scarlet Sanctuary? And and walk me through. What would I see when I show up 
at one of these things is they're like I mean what I would picture is some big burly guy with a scimitar <laughs> allowing me to pass and Indian music and um, can we have that for next time? We, <laughs> that we, would be pretty neat. That's kind of fun sounding, actually. Uh, un unfortunately, my next comment was going to be a sign that says Unix only past this point, and that's really not what I'm going for out of the Scarlet Sanctuary. So, so what is the Scarlet Sanctuary? What is it actually that we're talking about? Well, I think it's evolved from when we started. So first we were, what, a small square with a red curtain and mm -hmm. a... Um, uh, single tail station behind us <laughs> at, at Cove and um, we've evolved into our own room with that kind of transforms under a number of different things so between the uh, materials that we hang to the altar that Don sets up to just the energy of people as we're preparing it um, it just you literally feel it transform from whatever the space we're in into um, the Scarlet Sanctuary. So I'm not so sure I think of the Scarlet Sanctuary as a place, but more a setting and environment, the people, the energy. Mm -hmm. um, we've been told that it's a very soothing place to walk into, that you can feel the energy, that um, sometimes people just come in and just sit in the room, regardless of if they're going to give or receive. Um, is that the answer you're looking for? Yep. Sure, it's so, a good start. Yeah, and it's it's kind of neat. Like you said, people have commented on it. So you try to tell them, and, and like right now, you're trying to tell people what it's like, but until you actually step in there, you're really not going to get it. Yeah, That's kind of the hard part about doing a podcast about it because it's um, so hard to describe. It's mm -hmm. one of those things people just have to experience. Give me a little bit of a visual idea of what it is. I mean, obviously, we, we don't have the guy with scimitars, but we do have an entryway. We have an entryway. We have a sign-up sheet so that people can come in and sign in. We have massage tables set up with, uh, I guess we don't really do anything on them or put anything on the massage mm -mm, tables. They're, no. they're playing. We have music playing in the background. Sometimes we have oil burning, mm -hmm. but that gets hot, so not always. <laughs> um, lights are dim, red material hanging. Someone will bless and greet each receiver before they come in to receive. And someone will take you back to a giver or two. Usually we try and have at least two working on somebody. And we'll help you undress to the level of your comfort. You don't have to undress at all if you don't want to. So the greeter will mm -hmm. ask a series of questions about level of undress, uh, male or female giver, um, any problem areas that we should avoid. and. If they're being undressed, we will help them undress, put them on the table, administer to them, minister to them for a while. Um, we don't have a timer. We don't have a set period of time for each person. It's very instinctual how long each person is on the table. And uh, help them up, dress them, thank them, and send them on their way. Now, when you say minister to them, could I apply that that's somewhat of a naughty thing, or? No. Sometimes it can be a very sensual thing, and for some people <laughs> it's very erotic, but I think it depends on the receiver. We're not intentionally sexual, I don't believe. There's no insertion of anything to any body parts. Damn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the other rooms. 
um, I personally find the touch of um, on my skin to be a very sensual sexual thing. So for me, I would call it a sexual experience. For someone else, it's a soothing equal to a massage, although we're not massaging people. For other people, some people giggle through it. Some people cry because mm -hmm. it's a healing experience. So it's very hard to predict what the experience will be. But our intent is not to have a sexual experience on the table. So, yeah, and with it being sacred touch, it's just different for everybody, mm -hmm. like you said. So, nice. Now, I know some of the people, I think we you break it up in givers and receivers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, receivers are anybody that comes to visit the Scarlet Sanctuary and is ministered to. And then you actually have a staff of givers, uh, uh, people that are dedicated to being there, to administering sacred touch, to anybody that comes through and to me that's really one of the important things is that it's to anybody that comes through mm -hmm. that when you come into this mm -hmm. place and that I, I believe we use the, the term eyes of the Kaddishti when you come in you are no you're not judged to be big or small or, or even what gender you are or what kink you are I mean some people have come in with um, their kink persona in mm -hmm. place or their fetish persona in place and you know, we still administer to them and accept them for who they are. So, you know, I think it's very much a uh, thou art God, thou, thou art goddess mm -hmm. when they come into the Scarlet Sanctuary. And I remember, Karen, you've mentioned um, and, and more than one occasion where you've had someone come to you wanting sacred touch, wanting to be ministered to, that your initial response might have been, oh, that's probably not somebody who I would want to asked me out in a bar and had very positive experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is um, amazing how people just transform into human beings deserving of love laying on the table. And it doesn't really matter what brought them there, what brought us there, what um, past experiences there may be for the period of time that they are in there. Everyone is equally deserving and and needing and um, you know, it is it does seem to just transform in there now I think that there are times or there are people who we may not be comfortable with but we have enough people in the room right that we don't have to turn them away if someone has a personal issue mm -hmm. that they don't personally want to be involved and we handle that with grace and and move on so now I know some of the givers are uh, trained in Tantra, some are Kaddishti, mm -hmm. some are consider themselves sexual magicians, right. and they bring a great variety of background. Do you believe that the givers sh need to have a certain schooling or a certain books that they read before they're qualified to be a giver? No. <laughs> <laughs> That was simple and straight to the point. <laughs> so then is it, an, is it just an inherent ability then? Well, I think that anyone who has any interest in coming in and giving to begin with is already possessing something that we want in there because otherwise there'd be no reason to. You know, I don't think anyone's going to come in and search it out just to kill a few minutes. Um, 
I think they already come with the intent and desire to work with others, or maybe they have felt some sort of an energetic pull and they're curious about how they could do something with that, or maybe they just have enjoyed being a receiver so much that they want to be able to give back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's any number of reasons that bring people in, but it doesn't matter what their background is, their skill level, whether they've been through a POTQ class or... Um, it, it, to me, it truly is about the desire and intent to be able to give to people. And that seems to work out really well. I mean, the mm-hmm. people that have come in that haven't had any training or, like you said, POTQ classes or whatever, and they're, they're just new and they walk in and we give them a little bit of guidance over mm-hmm. what to do and they jump right in and mm-hmm. seem to be able to do very well. Mm-hmm. So. One of the really fascinating things to me is that these the Scarlet Sanctuary is not held at a New Age free spirit events, and they're not held at Hawaiian Tantra retreats, but they're <laughs> held in the middle of alternative sexuality events that are more based in the leather and the BDSM community, some crossover to the swing community as well. And they seem to be very very well attended it seems like that from the moment we open the doors until six hours later when we finally from exhaustion close the doors there's always a line of people that want to come through mm-hmm. simply for sacred touch and, and usually sometimes the request will start the day before hey can I sign up early or you know something like that and and we're not always to get through able to get through the whole list either mm-hmm. I can actually think of one time that we got through everybody on the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why is that? Why is it in the middle of these events that have these huge dungeons and every imaginable toy you can think of, we have such a great response to people just wanting a intimate, sacred touch? Yeah, you know, I think the first event that we did, I was surprised at how well it fit with the dungeon environment. Mm -hmm. But the longer we do it, the less surprising it becomes to me. And in our first setting, I think we said earlier, we had the single tail station right on the other side of us. (laughs) And I don't remember it being a distraction or it was like the energy that was going on from that. And BDSM and dungeons are all about energy. And this is just simply a different form of energy. So that we, I think we actually fed off the energy, mm-hmm. from, especially that night, because there were only a couple of us working. Right. Um, I kind of think the energy from what was happening around us kept us going. Oh, we kept it going <laughs> so long. <laughs> um, but even in the rooms where it's a quieter room, and we are further removed from the activity in the dungeon, we get people in there who need a respite in between really heavy scenes, and it's a way to come in and kind of um, download a little bit before going on to their next heavy scene. We have people who um, maybe their partner is into the rest of the scene and they're not. So they really enjoy having an opportunity. Although they like to come and support their partner, Mm -hmm. they like having something that they feel they can go do for them that does meet their needs or kind of matches more what they're looking for. Um, And then we have people who come in just because they simply enjoy the receiving of human touch. And it's a relaxing 
time, we have had people come in simply because they knew it would be a healing experience and they were seeking that release of emotions that they were holding on to and they knew instinctually that it would be a place to go and release that. So I think we've seen a variety of reasons why people come through and why it works, but the longer we're there, the more sense it makes to me that you would have something like that amidst um, the rest of the really exciting energy mm -hmm. going on. Absolutely. So with the uh, receivers that come in, do you see, do you see doms coming in? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes yeah. I would think, you know, it would just be all submissives or something, mm -hmm. you know, just into receiving. So. Male, female, dominant, submissive, transgender, um, presenters come through to experience. Um, we've had all different types of people and desires, and they all seem to be able to um, leave that at the door when they come in. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, one more question for you, if you don't mind, then. Okay. <laughs> Does it matter if I mind? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> the Scarlet Sanctuary will be coming to Winter Wickedness mm -hmm. in Columbus, Ohio. It'll be coming to... Kinko de Mayo. Kinko de Mayo in, in Cleveland. the Cleveland area of mm -hmm. Ohio. Do you see this as something that you would like to see more of at more of these BDSM events? Um, I think that if the event wants it, we could find a way to bring it to them. I, you know, I don't know that it's our call where it belongs. I think where it's needed, it'll be asked for. Very neat. Well, Karen, thank you very much for being on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you. <laughs> you didn't know that at the end of all shows, I kiss our uh, guests. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Even the ones that I'm not sleeping with. <laughs> Nice. <laughs>